Discipline and consistency separate the good from the great. Welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show, where we'll be discussing leadership, business, human potential, inspiring you to live rich from the inside out. Unlock your creativity, stretch out of your comfort zone, break through your barriers, take inspired action, and achieve epic results. Now here's your host, three-time best-selling author, speaker, and certified executive coach, Deborah Kozowski. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Millionaire Woman Show. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you are returning, we are excited to have you back, where we talk about leadership, life, and business. And as you grow as a person, as you go professionally, you're going to face challenges. You're going to need to learn more information, and this is the podcast for you. I bring exciting gifts guests from all over the globe to share their knowledge with you so you can leverage these nuggets into your business, your life, and again, the way you lead your life. So today my guest is Joe Fear, the co-founder of Evergreen Profits. He's a seasoned marketer and applies most of his experience helping podcasters get more listeners and make more money. Through his podcast, Hustle and Flowchart, DIY training programs, coaching and events, Joe and his team deliver extremely actionable, keyword actionable strategies to grow your business and improving your life with tons of laughs throughout. Joe nerds out on great conversations with others around podcasting, marketing, business strategy, and how to make the most of time we've got. Welcome to the show, Joe. Thanks a lot, Deborah. That's an awesome intro. <laughs> I appreciate you having me here. Well, thank you for joining me. Just so our audience knows, Joe and I met at the New Media Summit in September 2019 that Steve Ulsher puts on. Phenomenal event. It was actually one of my first ever podcasting events, and I had been podcasting now for over three years. So this was my first exposure, and I tell you, my brain, when we talk about nerding out, <laughs> I'm like totally nerding out because I have so many questions I want to ask you. Um, about your experience and yeah I love having another person to nerd out with me so thank you for <laughs> yes. entertaining yeah. my curiosity today yeah I, that's what uh, you know my partner Matt and I were there that's where we met you and yes. at a new media summit and that's what we love yeah we love to nerd out on marketing podcasting and just curiosity like you were saying that's how you do your these interviews on on the podcast that's all we do too we just have fun well, I want you to share with me, what's one unique thing about Joe and the business? Ooh. Tell us about and that. And the business. Uh, one unique thing about me is I had a baby on Halloween, so that was only like five days ago. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess the unique thing is I'm running on a lot of lack or a lack of sleep at this time. So <laughs> all that makeup I layered on is doing, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it's all from that Halloween costume, right? You're about yeah. to go trick-or-treating and had to have to make a stop at the delivery? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, she was delivered right at sunset too. So it was like, oh, right when you're trick or treating. Um, so that's one unique thing about me. The business, I would say, Evergreen Profits. That's kind of like our umbrella company. We're really good at experimenting with all things marketing because we are genuinely curious people, myself and Matt. And um, we always just like to test new things, and that comes out in our podcast interviews, in uh, the different products, the advising, and it's really cool. It's opened up so many doors for our, our business and connections and partnerships. It's really cool. So it's 
I'd say that that uh, never ending curiosity and testing. And it seems like we're doing so many different things, which we are, but uh, we're trying to, you know, we wrap that into this thing we call evergreen profits as best as possible. So tell me, what was it like? I know it's been just over 12 years ago that uh, you and Matt put together evergreen profits while working at your parents, uh, Matt's parents shutter company. That's right. So what was it like starting out? Describe the scene. <laughs> okay, I could do that. Um, so I was working at his parents company. I was in the office, like an office manager of this window shutter factory. So these are interior shutters his company made. And Matt was uh, more of the factory manager, uh, like he oversaw a lot of the operations and how that all went down. So uh, on the side of all of that, Matt and I, we read this book, um, Robert Kiyosaki's uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That was the whole catalyst that switched our thinking from dollar per hour to exponentially more money with the effort we put in. So that lended us to blogging originally. So we always started in content marketing. And so it'd be literally after hours or sometimes during hours if we were getting our stuff done fast. Uh, we'd blog. We had a health blog and a finance blog. And those were our places to essentially what we did is we rehashed what we were learning and we just presented our thoughts about it. We didn't try to make it our own, but we're like, hey, this is what we're learning. We find this fascinating. And then we started making money with. Uh, Google ads and all these different minute ways to make money. It was maybe a hundred dollars a month max, but it gave us the, uh, the aha moment that, Hey, we can actually do something with content online. Nice. So yeah, describing the scene, like that was kind of what it was, was us experimenting even back then. And what was your and equipment it, like? Like, I know there's people listening who are like, Oh, should I start a blog? Should I start a podcast? Right. Is it expensive to get started? No, it shouldn't be. Yeah, so back then that was all blogging. So I was literally just our, you know, just writing. Um, so all we do is consume and then, you know, tell our story basically through the blog. Uh, with the podcast, I would recommend starting with a podcast now rather than blogging. It's just a lot easier. And you can use something as simple as this microphone, which is a blue Yeti. This is like a $70 microphone. And it's definitely not like top tier podcasting thing, but it works fine. Um, for our podcast, we use like a hundred dollar microphone. So the, to think that you have to spend thousands of dollars to get started is mm -hmm. rubbish. <laughs> you, know, you don't have to do that. And, um, and in terms of prep for shows and all the, all this stuff, really you could do it yourself. You don't have to do interviews and, um, you can kind of just bullet point a topic and then you can kind of come up with your own podcast fairly quickly. It, the whole thing is like create content. As long as you're putting content out there, then uh, if it's, if it's directed in a similar, you know, a, a kind of a, I guess a niche or direction that you want to sell into or provide value opportunities will open up for you. Yeah. Because I think sometimes people think I need to have this much money and, you know, mm. and have it all, everything has to be perfectly set up before I can get started. And I still think about when I first got into the blogging or the vlogging, I had mm -hmm. the little flip cam with the little yeah. image like this. I had one of those. <laughs> you know, and now yeah. I, I don't even know where it is. That's how often I use it because now I got the phone or I have my, oh yeah, yes, all, all of uh, my camera. <laughs> And yeah, uh, yeah. here we go, right? 
So people don't need to have a lot of bells and whistles to get started. And one of the things I want to share is some of your significant business achievements, just so people can see what things can happen from behind a podcast, working behind the scenes on some huge podcast between shows they host and help they reach um, with the reach of podcasts involved close to 5 million downloads per month, mm -hmm. generating over a hundred million for themselves and their clients. And one of the startups they, that you helped was uh, helped build was sold to Kodak. So that's yeah. pretty phenomenal. Yeah. It's been a fun, fun ride. And it's like, I feel like it's still just beginning, which is kind of cool. Uh, yeah, the Kodak thing, we were, that was years ago. We uh, started a, a startup. It was a startup and that was our first toes getting dipped into investor capital and how working with a team is, is run. Hint, we did not like it. So, because uh, <laughs> it was like, you know, it's just too many decision makers or people in the, in the, the room and nothing really gets done the speed that we like to get things done at. Uh, Matt and I execute very quickly. Like when we get an idea, we go. And um, the startup culture is not for us, especially not if you have investors and all this other stuff, because then you're getting, you know, you have all these other people. Decision by a committee is basically what we've always said. And right. That's, uh, it just slows things down. But so um, did you all always but, have that skill set, or did you develop that skill set that you will go versus get caught up in the analysis of everything? That's a, yeah, it's a good question. So Matt and I are different. So for myself, I am more of the go <laughs> and uh, I have that, like, uh, I, I've always been very spontaneous. If I know where I'm headed more or less, I'll take action and to the best of my knowledge without deep diving too deep in research. Whereas Matt on the other hand will do way more research than I ever will. And he is more of an analysis kind of guy. That's his brain, how it works. Right. Um, that's where I think like our partnership, it's very unique where we have a shared vision. We know where we're headed. The goal has never changed, you know, how our company structure looks, how our lifestyle looks. And um, we're, we're very into our family. And now that I have a little one, I'm even more so driven for that. So um, it's, it's more like the how we get there isn't as like it doesn't matter as much to us as long as that shared vision stays true so we can both work our way through this vision together and that's how we kind of operate so what would you tell somebody who seems to be caught up in the how to do something versus perhaps like you said that why that vision mm. that you see for yourself what is it that that's you've done to focus in on that yeah and this is something that i've done even more so now that we've I, I, we we get opportunities so many times to partner up or or with the podcast. I mean, you get so much exposure, and then it, it, so now we're basically in a position where we almost have to filter more than anything. And the way that I deal with it, I think Matt does as well. Is it's it has to jive with your personality and like I don't know. It's like I feel it in my gut almost. You know, it's like if you feel the way that and I'm saying you is just me but like if I ever feel like a little bit like I'm anxious about something or I'm like eh, I just don't I feel a little uneasy about this thing could be a business model or working with someone um, whatever it might be or traveling around to go speak at events or going to an event I'm like well that doesn't totally align with like what I want or where I'm going 
-hmm. then it might not be the best fit. And it's okay to say no. And it's hard for me to say no. It's easier for Matt to say no. So that's like where we always have to, right. that is literally the only battle we have and it gets resolved pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> but, so how did you come um, up with the name Hustle and Flowchart? Yeah, that's uh, that's our, it's a play on our two personalities. Yeah, I was, so, I was guessing that, but I, I yeah. wanted to find out for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, you nailed it. And uh, we love the name. It came up really quickly. Matt just told me, I'm like, yeah, it's perfect. It's exactly, I'm more of the hustle personality and he's more of the analytical flowchart spreadsheet guy. And then of course it plays on the whole, you know, the hustle and flow movie and people just like the name. I mean, it's, it's fun. And that's the, that's the feeling we put in every, all of our marketing and content as well. Yeah. Because I know one of the big things that you do is you leverage podcasts and other media to, you know, really grow people's brands, their audience, their revenue. So when we're thinking about, you know, social media being as our hot topic these days, <laughs> what kinds of things, I know people sit for days creating, you know, these content plans of, you know, for the next 30 days of what they want posting social media wise. And I find for myself even, I like the, having that spontaneous time where I can feel like, oh, I'm inspired. This is a thought that came to my head or I'm reading a book, like how you started yeah. out and an idea comes to me and I'm like, put it in my own frame of quote. And it's mm -hmm. like, okay, this, I feel good with this. But sometimes people think I have to have this all planned out. Mm -hmm. so, yes. And even when they're planning, is it that they're always doing the same post on every channel? Are they doing the same needing to have something posted every day? I'd love to hear your advice on that and yeah. alternating. Maybe it's an article, maybe it's something else, but I'd love to hear how you approach it from your evergreen model. Okay. Yeah, no, it's good. It's, I feel like there's a, there's like consistent things that we can all do in our businesses and we do in ours. So this is like the common checklist that either ourselves are doing or our team, or we automate because we we're big on automations and systems, of course. And uh, that's, we do that as a core. So that's like follow up with our guests. We always have that going on social media. We always make sure that the, all of our channels are getting the, the, every episode that goes live. Those are posted to all the different channels, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, we're always experimenting with new channels as well. And those are like the have to do things, you know, we're sending emails to our list as well. Every single time an episode goes live. But then like some of the nice to haves are when we have a little bit more time, things like going on Quora or posting organically on LinkedIn about like, maybe there's a quote that resonates and then I write a little story around it. Um, because just like you said, I, I, we both, Matt and I, but I'm speaking for myself is I will get these bursts of energy and I'll be like, ah, I just got to write this really fast and post it. And usually those become more of the more popular ones. Uh, so leaving some white space where you can bring the creativity or, or create a log even. We're starting to do this now is if you have a burst of creativity, but you don't have the time to post it and, or create a video or do an interview, just log that idea and just brain dump as much as possible. And then that's something we pull when we get that open moment. We're like, oh, that was a great idea. I'm going to pull that for a social media post. It could be an email. It could be a podcast. Uh, all that stuff. Yeah. And then you're not feeling guilty for losing the idea or not following through right away. Right. Right. That's right. Yeah. I'm big on doing that and, and making sure that, uh, you know, the, the ideas will get out eventually. It doesn't have to be now, now, now kind of thing. Mm -hmm. 
I, I remember um, when I was working with my publisher for the, I think it was the second, yeah, the second book that I put out. And I was, you know, they gave these deadlines and I was like, mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm going to meet this deadline. And she said to me, she said, Deborah, a book is always ready when it's ready. And I would say the same mm -hmm. for content. And I tell people that when they get so pressed and feel like they see all these other people doing things and they're not doing things. And I said, I'd rather have you be consistent and do it twice a week than randomly do it three times a month, right? Versus having that consistency in your business. That's right. Yeah. And that's where um, I feel like, uh, you know, there's, there, there needs to be a space where you can allow yourself some freedom and, and the freedom of, of expressing yourself that like you're not held back by some system or held back by some, uh, I have to do this like a to-do list. Right. And having that creativity out there, personality. And I think if that is in your content, in your marketing mm -hmm. and in your business, it, people resonate a little bit further with you and they are, you know, they're going to buy more of what you have and they're going to, stick with you for longer because they actually do you're not scripted so much so what would be a typical week of posting for example oh man um so posting it, so it all starts with our podcast i would say so our content is twice a week we put new episodes out there and from there you know we'll post like i was saying there's email there's content that goes on all the social media channels that we can possibly do so uh, the biggies are facebook we're starting some twitter uh, LinkedIn and Instagram. And we'll do uh, any kind of automations we possibly can around there. But sometimes we have a team member doing that for us. Yeah. And so that's all twice a week. Mm -hmm. And then other things. Yeah. Why is automation so important? Oh, man. That's automation to us, like, is the lifeblood of our business. Yeah. If it wasn't for be able to create a lot of the revenue we do with affiliate marketing. You know, we have, uh, we, we do a lot of sales that are using paid traffic. So we automate a lot of those ads as well. And right. we have team members that check in on those for us. Automation is a tricky one because it's a combo of people and systems. So people don't sometimes think of automations as like having a really good team around you. And so we try to combine both the right people with the right systems. And I feel like that automation combo is what has allowed us to do bigger things and up-level what we're, what we're doing. So with podcasting, I know um, Steve refers to it as the new broadcasting. Why is it more important, you mentioned earlier, why mm -hmm. is it more important to use a podcast platform than a blogging platform today? So podcasting has this distribution network built into it. Like they, with blogging, you almost have to do a lot of this work yourself. Whereas with podcasting, and I'm not saying podcast, you just set it and forget it. Uh, but definitely with podcasting, you can be on many different channels where people are already searching for things that you might be talking about in your episodes or guests, your shows or top ability of the content, the podcast episode, rather than um, trying to write something on a blog post. So I know that Joe, that you and Matt talk a lot about content marketing and branding. So I'd love for you to speak to, you know, the importance of content marketing and how it can elevate a, someone's business. Mm. Content marketing is the value that, um, that you put out into the world online. So without any content, 
that's a, you know, trust is going to be so difficult to build over the interwebs. Uh, you know, it's like, if you're not face to face, that's how you build trust. But online, it's creating the value, creating the content. And it's in so many forms. So podcasting, videos, blogging, emails, social media. That's where we are always trying to put the most amount of value we possibly can out there uh, in all these different channels. So content marketing is the backbone of everything we do. We just have an interesting monetization system that happens after someone is cre or listening or watching or reading that content. I'd love for you to just expand on that because I know you have a very unique model mm -hmm. and it's not it's evident when they just go to your website of evergreenprofits.com you can see how the funnel works but it's also giving people the methods in which they learn best so yeah. tell us a little bit more about that yeah so I'll, I'll, I'll keep it a little bit higher level where people can use this for podcasting blogging or whatever they want to do so the key thing is you want to get attention and you do that through content and you know of course you know you need to bring eyeballs to the content or ears to listen to your podcast so there's marketing that happens uh, but let's assume that you have some ways to get attention the content is what people are really getting attracted to and then once they're there you want to figure out a way to capture them in some kind of form that you can follow up with so that is the audience that you'll want to continue the conversation with after they consume your first piece of content. So, you know, the follow-ups could be more content you send them. Uh, it could be pitches to a, uh, for us, we have a physical newsletter, a subscription uh, variation of, you know, what they hear on the podcast. We actually offer that as a time saving. So anything that's like an extension of the content you're creating, if you can allow that, uh, you know, create the audience through that, but keep conversation going and then give them offers that are relevant to save them time, make them more money or build the value. That's what we're trying to achieve with our content. And you have, a, with the sending out a physical newsletter, that is very rare these days. Yeah. I, I, you don't hear about it that often, but it does make a big impact. Cause I thought, oh, you can have the show notes and you can have all these other strategies. And when you forget something, it's right there. Yeah, it's, it's so cool. So I'll, I'll speak into that really quick. So our podcast, let me just, uh, from top to bottom, if you're watching the video, you know, everything starts on the podcast. That's where we create the content. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we actually have a, a note taker that listens to every episode. And we offer those notes for free. Uh, when they're on the episode, someone will hear, hey, go to hustleandflowchart.com slash comp. COMP to get these notes for free, but you have to be quick, you know, within a week or two, we actually take them away after that and they go into our vault. And um, so these notes are taken from the episode, but then we also offer the opportunity for only $15, they can get a physical newsletter of all the notes from the previous month, you know, so there's eight per uh, newsletter that they get in the mail. Usually they're about 36, 40 pages long every month. And the whole intention there is to get them away from all the technology, from the screens, all the distractions, yeah. and go outside, go have fun and read, and then just look for like one or two things that can completely change your business, a new marketing strategy or a mindset shift or whatever it might be to improve what you're working on. 
And that's pretty much what we're selling in that physical newsletter. People love it. They don't leave. <laughs> like the, they stick around for a very, very, very long time. And, uh, and it's nice for us because it, there's many ways to monetize outside of just that newsletter. Right. You know, we have sponsorships and all different offers that we can put in there to, to make a lot more from our efforts. So what are five daily habits? Because the newsletter is mm -hmm. fantastic. And, I, and then I discovered that there's a book on Amazon with Evergreen yeah. Profits and there's about, it's That's about right. daily habits. So mm -hmm. I, I would love to know some of the five daily habits that you put into practice to achieve the success that you're achieving. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, so the book is, uh, it's called Evergreen Wisdom. So that was our first book that we put out there together, co-authored. And so a daily habit of like, so five, I'll just kind of rattle them, I guess, off kind of quick is breathing and meditation are like huge for me, especially with a baby around now, is, is waking my brain up, my body up and, and getting my head straight. So mm -hmm. breathing exercises like box breathing or Wim Hof breathing are huge. Um, a lot of gratitude thinking. So every morning I'll think of five things that I'm grateful for and try to really keep those in my mind for like five minutes. And I feel like that kicks off the day in the right way. Um, I love my showers. So I, I steam up, like I get super, like I spend a lot of time in there, probably less now with the baby around, but <laughs> that's like where before I get any distractions from email or messenger, I have kind of an idea of where I'm headed for the day. Uh, I guess another habit that I would be the night before is I try to plan out my days uh, with at least two or three big rocks that I want to complete the next day. I'll be super excited about if I complete those few things. And then the last one, I just love to always move my body and figure out some way to get outside or if it's workout, uh, spend time with the family walking around or something like that, but not getting stuck in the office. I think that's good for my brain. Um, some people operate differently, <laughs> but those are probably the top five for me that I could think of right now. So if you were to take away one of those, that would be the most important out of all of them, what would it be? I would say my, I would say the breathing has honestly helped me with a lot. Um, recently my dad passed and that was literally within, uh, the last 30 days oh, and yeah, no, it's okay. And then baby came, uh, business. So breathing is the one thing that's allowed me to really kind of keep an even brain about everything and figure out my priorities yeah. and it settles that kind of anxiousness, you know, the nerves a little bit. So I would say box breathing, Wim Hof any kind of consistent breathing techniques. Great. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I know it's those personal strategies that really help us grow businesses professionally connect with others. But if we're not looking after ourselves first and yeah. getting those habits in place that best support us, then we're not going to achieve the success that we want. hundred percent. I wouldn't agree. Are you, I wouldn't challenge you on that at all for sure. So, you know, we hear the buzz of S E O's. And mm -hmm. I've heard that for a long time. Some people talk about it more than others. I'd love for you to give us like three tips of why we need to pay attention to it, what we can do that's something simple and easy to help get that reach out there more, more readily. Yeah, no, that's a good question. And especially with content marketing. So SEO, search engine optimization. 
Uh, that is basically, yeah, you want to get free traffic. So that's what that is all about. And so with blogging, I guess we'll, blogging and podcasting are so similar. So I'll just kind of lump them in as best as possible is uh, on your blog. You, as long as you're writing enough content, there's some guidelines, you know, is writing, I think it's around like a thousand words. I mean, this fluctuates all the time, so I don't want to be specific mm -hmm. about it, but essentially writing enough content where Google or these search engines will pick it up. You want to make sure you dial in the content enough. And then there's some plugins. There's some technology you can use, uh, like in WordPress. A lot of folks are building their website on WordPress. There's a, a free plugin called Yoast, Y-O-A-S-T, SEO. So Yoast SEO. If you just follow the guidelines there, um, they actually walk you through things. That's a great first start. I would say if no one is, if you're not thinking SEO, at least have that on your website and, and use the little metrics that they have in the back end to tell you what to do. Um, other than that, so creating good content is huge. Like content that people actually consume. You want consumable content so people actually read what you have out there or listen to what you have, but they also take action and then they share it around. So it's, it seems basic, but you want really good content online. You don't want to just put up anything. Yes. Um, that's a key you know, thing there. And then the other thing is it's track multiple channels, like be in multiple places and link things together as best as you can. Mm -hmm. um, we, we try to bounce people around as much as possible. Even with our newsletter, we bounce them from on and then back to online. Linking is huge, especially linking like on your blog posts or your show notes for podcasts. So as long as you can link a few things together that are related, mm -hmm. you produce online, it's just going to help you out. So which platform do you think is that most underutilized right now? In terms of uh, what specifically? Either. What you can leverage for getting your reach out there. The reach? Yeah, I would say right now we're getting a lot of interesting momentum on LinkedIn, actually. So yeah. using LinkedIn with video specifically, I think you can do really well right now. It's almost like Facebook was about three years ago mm -hmm. with organic reach. So you don't actually have to pay for exposure uh, as much on LinkedIn. So I would suggest going on there, especially if your target market is B2B or, or professionals like that. Oh my God, we're just starting it now and, and we're barely putting any effort out there yet because we're testing, but it's amazing. Getting a lot of traction. It is. Yeah, we are. And they're qualified people too. It's not like uh, these are folks that are actually taking action or they're asking to purchase or you know, work with us at a higher level. So it seems like a good use of our time. So how does someone monetize a podcast? Ooh, so many ways. Because we hear so we, consumers, we hear a lot about the consuming of podcasts, but not necessarily yeah. monetizing of podcasts. True. So an easy way, this is how we started, is we, without any fancy tech and all that stuff systems, is if you create content, and, and for us, you know, we're a business marketing-based show, what we started off by doing is we used affiliate offers to monetize our podcast. So affiliate being, you know, we would find a, some marketing related product, usually a piece of software, and we are pretty much their sales rep. So we get 50% of any sales that we brought to that company. 
And we would put that on the front in the end of our episodes, almost as like a sponsorship. We call them mock sponsorships. Right. So we'd say like, hey, this episode, you know, we love using this tool called Thrivecart. You know, it's a checkout platform. Right. And, and we would link to uh, one of the domains that, because uh, we actually have like a link, a special link there. Um, sometimes we'd send it to an extra video that explained it more and how we use it. So we started off by monetizing our show that way. And so you don't have still to, to this day, we still sprinkle that in. Someone to come sponsor you. Yeah, that's right. And, and you'll make usually a lot more too, because <laughs> uh, money on podcasts. So if you start doing the math, you'd have to make a lot, you'd have, have a lot of downloads per month to make any substantial kind of money sponsorships. You need a really big show. Mm -hmm. So with a uh, little amount of people and, and actually make some decent income with it that way. One other idea is uh, you can actually, if you're doing consulting or coaching or anything like that, just ask people to do a, you can send them to do an audit or a strategy call right from the front of your show or within your show. You can mention it a few times and uh, maybe there's an application link or a calendar link they can schedule up with you. Mm -hmm. A lot of folks will just go straight to that and that could be a high ticket sale right from your podcast. Um, that's, that's probably the most low tech way to go about monetizing a show right there. And I also think it's probably one of the most underutilized pieces because I know there's mm -hmm. a number of times I've said to people, you know, you can have a 30 minute laser session or discovery session and they don't always follow through on it because right away they're, I don't know what they're scared of, but you can have, get one nugget of information that even though there's, there's no obligation to work with someone, when you get that one nugget, you can transform your whole business, your life or whatever direction you're focused on. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but yeah, some people just don't, it's, it's, that's probably the quickest path to cash, I would say. And, uh, you know, with the podcast or really any kind of yeah. content marketing out there. So what did you find was the greatest way, you know, the podcast, of course, expands the reach globally in a bigger way and mm -hmm. the distribution, but what did you find was the, so that more people knew about your podcast? Did you use advertising? Did you mm -hmm. use Facebook ads? What did you use so that hustle and flow chart really got known? Yeah, that's a good one. So we do a lot of paid ads as well. So yeah, Facebook and Google ads, we will do that. But I would say the biggest thing is just talking to our network, talking to the people that already know us, that trust us, and, and asking them to share it around if they like it. So we keep a deep connection with, or we try to, with every single guest that's come on our show. Uh, we're always in communication with them after the shows and we follow up when something goes live, you know, their episode goes live yeah. and we're asking them and we're, and we're giving it, making it easy for them to share the episode. We're giving them assets, images and whatnot that uh, look appealing to them. It doesn't look like they're just promoting us, yes. uh, but it's, it's, it's like a key. Here's a new asset that you could put on social media, you know, a graphic or a video. So, uh, that has been the biggest growth lever for our show because they're sharing it with people that are relevant to who we want to be talking with on the show you know, or talking to on the podcast that is as a listener. So I would say just using your network as best as possible. 
So leveraging what you have, again, starting where you're at, mm -hmm. expanding out and really creating a system behind so that you can yeah. um, move forward. Um, the other part, like I, as I'm listening to you, I'm like, oh, I gotta change this up. I gotta change this up. <laughs> Having that intro and extra, but now you can have the mock sponsorship as well mm -hmm. tapped in as well as your own offering. So there's a number of different right. strategies that you share that people could go and do right now. And how long did it take you to set up your podcast? Ooh, uh, setting it up. We, how long we set it up. Yeah. So you could, uh, we set it up fairly quick because Matt's the tech guy. He, he yeah. loves all that stuff. So, um, I understand it at a higher level and how everything works, but he's the one that likes to set all, you know, really quickly. Uh, for most people though, you can get a podcast up and going within 30 days, images and intros, outros, all that stuff. So, and, um, and making cast is, uh, it doesn't look like you're just rushing things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, mine took 30 days. That's why I wanted to ask, like, if you have dedicated time, it probably can be even shorter. Um, but I had watched someone on stage share about how they could teach me how to create, make a podcast. And I was like, okay, 30 days, I'm going to do this myself because mm -hmm. I'm nerding out like that in being yeah. able to figure things out. And that's what I want people <laughs> listening or watching our show together to go to your podcast, hustle and flowchart, go to evergreenprofits.com, check out the mm -hmm. systems the funnels, everything that, that you and Matt have put together, Joe, is phenomenal. I was like, my paint, my uh, Thank you. testimonial, <laughs> my pen's on fire trying to catch up with all the little tidbits that I needed to walk away with. <laughs> so it's very powerful yeah. how you can leverage that content and put it in your social media posts instead of recreating the wheel constantly. Yeah. I, that's great. Thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome. If there was one book, I know you talked about Robert Kiyosaki's book, but if there is mm -hmm. one other book that has changed your life, which book would that be? Oh my gosh. Um, let me look back here really fast. Actually, you know what? There's a good book. I gotta, I'm going to pull this up and this, here's a little, little hint actually is, uh, I don't know if anybody is subscribed to, it's called scribe on your phone. Uh, there's an app out there. It is like the best reading app uh, that I would say I've I've seen in a very long time. It's kind of like Audible, but it has every book you almost almost every book you can think of. So Scribe, S C R I, definitely worth it. Um, I would say I actually really love The Alchemist. Uh, that's not a business book, no, but that's one where. Yeah, yeah. I just felt like that. It showed how journey and life can kind of bob and weave and how, you know, just going through just a journey. And it's, it relates to like my life right now, too, I feel like is, is if we attach too tight to things or how we think things should be. Mm -hmm. um, that's not how life works. Yeah, yeah. And it's I feel like that's where stress and anxiety can come from. Yeah. So um, I, I would like, I'd say that's a very top book on the shelf there and four hour work week. I know it's been said before, if I can squeeze another book in there. Um, Absolutely. that really was another book that, that kicked off the, oh, I can leverage other things and systems and people in my business in a really good, smart way. Cause it is not about working harder. It truly is about working smarter. 
And uh, That's right. you know, yeah. both of you have really created those systems and been able to generate you know, revenue using what you have and helping people learn how to leverage the content that they already create. So I'd love for you to just share um, three of the top tips you want people to walk away with when they either mm -hmm. listen to your podcast or they go to your website. What are three things that they need to keep in mind? So I would say definitely start with an episode, listen to an episode, just choose one that looks interesting and listen to the format and how we're doing things. A big thing that we're told is our personality show in our content. And when you meet us in person, people say the same thing, like at New Media Summit. It's like, I already know you because you're like this on there. And not a lot of folks are like that with their content. So Right. Just think about that when you're going through it and be like, okay, how can I start to apply my own personality within my content, even if it's videos or blog posts? I think that's a biggie that helps us so much. And it's just this unsaid thing that's happening. Um, and then like you said, go through our funnels, like legitimately go on our email list or just go there to peruse. You don't even have to buy anything. Just just look and look at the emails. You can see how we communicate with our subscribers and um, how consistent we are with the cadence of our emails and our messages. You'll learn a lot. You'll see ads as well on the social media platform. So you'll see the different ads that we're trying to, you know, that we use to get people to come back again. Yeah. So I would say those things are probably good ways to start. And that's at evergreenprofits.com. Awesome. I know um, after I met you at the New Media Summit, I have a friend who totally loves to implement automation. And I said, hey, uh -huh. you need to listen to Hustle and Blowchart. And the next thing I got this message back that said, oh, you know me, automation. That's the right words. He, he was so impressed with me because he's one of those people I'm able to nerd out with as well to mm -hmm. talk about yeah. whether it be podcasting or social media or reach. So uh, I just want to commend you again that uh, Joe, you and Matt are doing a phenomenal job of teaching people how to really grow their audiences, expand their podcasts, but also create a residual income that you can actually make money while you sleep and while you're awake. So it's a phenomenal Definitely. thing. So my last Thank question, you, you're welcome. My last question for you is, what does living rich from the inside out mean to you? Mm, that's a good question. Living rich inside out, it's not money for me. It is 100% living in this, uh, like I mentioned, my gut feeling, you know, when I'm making a yes or no decision with things. It's making sure I'm aligned or like I'm feeling my gut, I'm in my vortex, whatever like wording you want to use that's like these funky words, but it's like if I'm feeling good and I feel like I'm flowing through life and business and chatting with people like yourself that I can nerd out with and be myself around, yeah. that's, that's living rich. I think, you know, and uh, the money will flow. That's great. Obviously that's there to support us all, but living rich is, is definitely doing what I love to do and, and hanging out with people that I think are on the same wavelength. I think that's it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and please, um, is there any way, other way that you want people to connect with you? Please share now. 
I, I would say Evergreen Profits is the best place to go and, uh, and hustle and flowcharts the podcast. Yeah. Excellent. And then you also have uh, podhacker.com, your latest brand, helping podcasters mm -hmm. grow and monetize their show. So I wanted to throw that one in there as well. Thank you. On behalf of Joe and myself, thank you for joining us on another Millionaire Woman show. Go over to my website at www.debrakazowski.com where you can get your free mini course of making habits stick and getting in the right traction of where you want to go. Those habits are so important both personally and professionally in growing your business. As well, go over to iTunes or your favorite podcast player, subscribe, rate, and review The Millionaire Woman Show. And also don't forget to do that same for hustleandflowchart.com. As Mahama Grande said, be the change you wish to see in the world. And on behalf of Joe and myself, go out and have a great day.